2: Everybody
3: agrees So I'll add this note here today Note? I'm going to add a note
2: Okay I'm listening For
3: those of you who I know right now live It's only Patreon users right. Who are listening to this live Mm-hmm. For those of you who'll be listening a little bit today, um, you didn't get the show yesterday, but the Patreon users did. And <laughs> let me tell you something: if
2: it's it was made private, so if you didn't get to it, oh, right just, away, okay, okay. Yeah. If you didn't get to it, pretty soon after. So then yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna
3: dwell on it because, but but I, but I just want to say that like you never know. <laughs> that's not that's not the lesson of. Over this well, podcast. especially
2: when you're dealing with emotional pregnant people, things happen. I'm, so I'll I'll take I'll take this one.
3: You take the L, or is that? Is that what you I'll do? take
2: the L, or I'll I'll own this one. I knew
3: early on that we had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> early I'm on, sorry, I, was, I, I radioed back to Houston and
2: said,
3: "As <laughs> soon as a nice gesture,
2: Help! evacuate."
3: I got I brought up a non alcoholic beverage for my dear wife and. Uh, it, it into my generosity were dis- dispatched quickly and um sideways came quickly as well and then it just it like, hey that's life you guys know it you guys know that's life sometimes this, the crap just piles up there's too much too much crap and thankfully we we um had a good part of the actual battle in front of you then we had then we talked last night and we it's it's just this is I would and say Dallas this through... is more this is more pre twenty twenty three style of of argument. Yeah. Like, the reconsider- why
2: is it why am I hearing the door open and our dog heading towards it?
3: Who was that voice? Guys,
2: don't let Pepper escape. It is um our next door neighbor's most free day of the week, so who's the same age as our son and likes to play with him. So oh, okay. it may he he has a busy schedule and it's his most available day. So sometimes he comes over on Tuesdays.
3: So speaking of exploding on the tarmac, Elon Musk is the news today.
2: I, Why is he exploding on the chart? Tr- oh, I see. Because of his rocket ships. <laughs> that's right, it. <Alice. laughs> you know what? I'll just catch on to all your jokes slowly. His, his rocket ships.
3: <laughs> he, mil- I, he builds rocket uh-huh. ships.
2: I'm sorry. I might not be actually really smarter today than yesterday you, or less just insane. Just another picture to burn. Sorry. What's the next line go? <laughs> Is that you, So go and no, tell your-
3: Okay. All right. Listen. So that's, uh, look how fun you are tonight. I can <laughs> make fun of you. I can
2: be <laughs> I know. Um, I'm in a good mood. So- Part of it is just getting through it today because this was a very stressful mm-hmm. day in which... I had a lot of stressful meetings, and I had to get kids to the dentist, and I had to get some kids to karate and some kids to softball and have everybody's right uniform pieces when I brought them. Hold on, before the punch list
3: is all ASs, um,
2: who had to get kids to karate? Well, you got them to karate, but who... Uh, used stain remover on their little uniforms and bleached everything and that ran it through the mean. wash and dried it and found things. their shoes and cleaned the bottoms of their feet because they'd been Imagine out in today, the yard so, so exactly that they like don't yesterday's. have little muddy feet at karate. You did, my dear. No, but I'm just in a better mood because it now it's over.
3: On. So this Musk thing, um, my big takeaway in the Musk thing is Trump, cut the crap, dude. God, he looks small when he's lashing out on Truth Social about how Elon begged him for contracts. Nobody thinks Elon's a loser, okay? So you can do the you're fired thing all day to him. People aren't buying it. Did you see
2: it? I didn't see the Trump piece about it. So what this uh, is about really is, so Ron DeSantis has... Let me
3: play this. This is Elon talking. This is on uh, Fox News and Wall Street Journal, like Ed Board video meeting. In
0: your time, I think it would be probably correct. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yes, um, we'll be interviewing um, Ron DeSantis, and he has quite an announcement to make. Um, And it will be the first time that something like this is happening on social media and with uh, real-time questions and answers, uh, not not scripted.
3: So so there you go. And he said – did he say he has quite a good announcement to make?
2: I guess that's what he said.
3: I think it is. Let me – Go back up here,
0: um, and we'll be, it'll be the first time that something like this is happening on social media. And he has uh, quite an announcement to make—quite
3: good announcement.
2: I thought he said quite an announcement to make. I don't
3: think so. so he has uh, quite an announcement to make. Um, I think quite good announcement.
2: I hear quite an, but is not
3: an is not one of the words happening. He has
0: uh, quite an announcement to make. Um,
3: quite of an announcement.
2: He has quite an announcement to make, is what I hear.
0: And he has a, quite an announcement to make.
3: I don't...
2: <laughs> that's what I hear. I hear I don't good,
3: know. quite good announcement to make. And to me, that's an endorsement. that. Uh...
2: Well, I don't know. So he is having a big DeSantis donor involved in this, too. Um, there is a lot of money coalescing behind DeSantis. It's. It's an interesting one. So, I mean, like, I know people who are upset that Tucker's going to Twitter because they feel that Elon Musk is part of the global elites who wants to put a chip in you and control everybody. He's like,
3: Which he does. He wants oh, the chip. He does
2: want the chip in you. Yeah. He's a futurist. He's a transhumanist. He does make electric cars. You know, this is... But, you know, I, I tend to think people like Elon Musk don't aren't really on a side per se. I think... Either choosing Elon Musk as the champion of your political views on the right or the left is probably not quite right because I think he's a bit of an oddball weirdo and I think he's he probably agrees with you on some things and probably not on others. Um, one issue that I think is really important that I agree with him on is free speech. And I think that's where he is, and I think he's very I think I, I think he does like Ron DeSantis. Maybe uh, I think he probably doesn't like a bunch of things about Ron DeSantis. Like I, I don't think Elon Musk is really conservative on a lot of issues. Um, you know, I think he's.
3: I don't know that he's conservative, but I, I do think that that he's he wants adults. He doesn't want excuses. Right. He wants order. And. Mm-hmm.
2: And he expressed concern that he doesn't think Trump can win the election. Um,
3: Which is pretty mainstream thinking. um,
2: Yeah. So and I think he's concerned about that versus, you know, I don't think he wants Biden. I think he feels based on like a bunch of the Twitter file stuff that he and his team have unearthed there at Twitter of what the FBI was doing involved in all these um you know free speech issues i think he thinks that that stuff's bad and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to see those agencies controlling everything right I and think- we had that
3: uh, we had that audio from a couple of days ago whenever it was with most saying he just wants somebody young right wasn't it him
2: yeah i think he wants young i think you know he doesn't like he's uh, he compared george soros to magneto on right, tv right, right. the other day and they didn't like that either uh magneto of course being the villain from x-men who also who well i don't know about but he in magneto's a holocaust survivor oh, okay. but like turns evil um I don't in, watch that crap, in x-men i know i know you don't um do th- which something. is why i'm explaining it to you
3: but let's put a pin in something else okay when we towards the end of the show we're going to be watching a show and i'm going to tell you what it is at the end okay
2: okay hey. so yeah. but um so anyway i think before we get to like the Trump lashing out at Elon, kind of that you mentioned earlier, I think it's a great move for DeSantis to make his announcement uh, on Twitter, if that's what it's going to be. Yeah, which I think that it is because we all know it's going to be this week. Um, I think that I think that it's smart of Elon Musk to say that he's being the new media platform of the future. You know, he's picked up Tucker and now there's people making real presidential announcements on his platform as the news and forcing other people to go report on what happened on Twitter. Um, And I think it's smart of DeSantis for a few reasons. For one thing, it codifies his rejection of the mainstream media. You know, he's not giving ratings to CNN like Trump did, Mm -hmm. which I think is Partially his point. Like, I I do think that he's... I do think he's trying to draw a contrast with him and Trump. On purpose. He's saying, look at Trump did this big campaign event on CNN to give them ratings and boost their network. I did this on Twitter, who's promoting free speech and has Tucker Carlson on Well,
3: Alice, what do you think the theme is?
2: The theme of the announcement?
3: Well, the theme of the announcement is... New ideas.
2: Yeah, new ideas. So
3: new versus old. That old guy Trump over there. He's old with TV cameras and the CNN sign. Remember your grandfather used to watch Wolf Blitzer during the first Gulf War? Right. That's Trump's uh, relevance. And I'm Mr. New.
2: Right. I I think Mr. New is good. I think that saying he's taking unscripted questions and stuff is really big because this has been a big criticism of him. Is that he can do sound bites, but he can't do unscripted, that he's stiff, that he's not going to be able to hack it on the campaign trail. Maybe he can't hack it on a national campaign stage. There's people that have been great as governors and then couldn't do it at the presidential campaign level, like Scott Walker or people like that, you know, and he's certainly dropped off a lot in the polls, although he hasn't been in the race. So it's hard to say for sure. But I think that this is him. And I, I... you can kind of see his personality and his way of tackling things all over this a little bit where he's like taking the criticisms of him that he like can't do unscripted and can't be off the cuff and can't be fun and relaxed and new. And in this like new media environment that he's taking that and he's meeting it head on.
3: Yeah. And it's saying like, I'm going
2: to go right for the thing that they think I'm weak at and bad at. And gonna do it. And maybe he'll fail. Like, I don't know. He's certainly not polling great right now. And there continue to be more people getting in because Ron DeSantis also pisses off a lot of people. There are a bunch of sort of big money people behind DeSantis and backing DeSantis. Um, but that being said, he makes a lot of more establishment types very nervous because he is more conservative than them. The six-week abortion ban scared a bunch of people away, uh, like a bunch of Wall street E type people. The Disney stuff scares a bunch of like corporate conservative type people away. That frightens people, that he is like, anti-business or anti-corporate or something. So you know That's there's... a very
3: bold and politically risky position for DeSantis to have signed that bill.
2: Six-week mm-hmm.
3: abortion. I mean, that could be curtains for this guy before it he gets could. out of the box. It
2: could, although... I mean, like the governor of Ohio won by a bajillion points, and he signed a six-week abortion ban. There's a bunch of them that did and won by huge margins, and Ohio is not—Ohio is a swing state, you know. Uh, so, so I don't—I don't think. Why isn't
3: it? Why isn't it a high issue in Ohio? Then I, I don't get it.
2: I think that. I think when it's on the ballot, people vote one way on the question itself, but I don't think people else. vote on that. I don't Let me think ask okay, you. go ahead
3: there is something there is a kind of man who women can be easily convinced or just organically come to the this conclusion that they are misogynist or want control of their bodies because they're fundamentalists or whatever it is and like some for some reason like it it somehow worked on Romney maybe it's how the Romney style of defense with the 47 with binders full of women etc um
2: well i think people also know and think that Romney is uh i mean accurately believe that Romney is sincerely devoutly religious actually in his heart yes The way, like, Santorum is, too. Right. You know? And I think that that, in particular, lends itself to people thinking that you're, like, coming after their birth control pills or something. Mm. You know? Whereas, some people, even when they say the words, people don't necessarily really believe it about them. That's going to be a very Not that I'm not even sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just think some people give off that, like, Ned Flanders vibe, and some people don't. Mm. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm intrigued, but that there are, there is also a lot of big establishment money trying to court other people to get into the race because they don't like DeSantis being the alternative to Trump because they view him as too conservative too. So whatever you say about like DeSantis having money behind him and being Jeb exclamation point or whatever He's really not like the fact that we're talking about DeSantis versus Trump as like the big two already means that the Romneys of the world lost. Well, so because just to give you an idea, like Sununu is saying it's likely he's going to get in. He's, you know, probably going to be in the presidential race. That's a Romney. That's a New England moderate moderate. Squish doesn't make big banks nervous, kind of candidate, Mm -hmm. and he'll do tax cuts, and he'll be pro corporate welfare, and he won't do anything scary with abortion. You know that that's what you get with that, and And, that's like what people in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, that's what they like in a Republican businessy guy candidate, right? So that. But that that's never going to in this primary that is Jeb. That's not going to go anywhere. And and people are trying to recruit young Well, kids. I mean, how do you know not go anywhere? In this primary? Uh, Sununu? You think Sununu is going mean, to win the nomination? He's going to win New Hampshire?
3: I think. I don't know. Cuz so the key is to to get New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina. I mean,
2: Trump won New Hampshire before. You think right. they're going to
3: there was no favorite son running.
2: I mean, I, I
3: don't, I, the, Sununu has, does I think have, in a, has if he wins of, the
2: general election in New Hampshire. I don't know that he wins a Republican so I was a, primary in New I was Hampshire. At he a, has his own problems with the party there. DeSantis yeah, has picked up a ton of endorsements in that. But
3: state. I was at a, uh, a, a high power breakfast that I used to go to every week. Okay. You remember this breakfast?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you complain about it a I lot. complain
3: about it, yeah and uh so and Sununu, usually it was it was democratic politicians who came in but Sununu came in one morning to talk to us for an hour and take questions and he delighted in antagonizing and um and needling everybody in the room except for me because I was all on board with everything obviously and he had delighted in. it. He made fun of Massachusetts. He made fun of the business. He made fun of the geography. He made. He was and he was in the middle of Boston in the Post Office Square mm-hmm. doing this stuff. It was really, so he's got he's got big personality. He can play rough. The only thing is, like in that room, he's got big personality. In a room that's got Donald Trump in it, and DeSantis, and even Chris Christie, I don't know what happens to his personality. Right? Because there's nothing is there's nothing exciting in a. Primary debate about being the most reasonable person there.
2: And Nikki Haley's going to be doing one liners about lipstick and high
3: heels.
2: (laughs) And Tim Scott will be there. He's getting a lot of support from like the DC people. Like he has Mm -hmm. Senate endorsements from his colleagues in the Senate and stuff. And there's a bunch of people. This surprises me that there's still people out here like this. But there's a bunch. And I like Tim Scott a lot. But It just is funny to me when, like, people will, like, quote sources told them they think it's, like, really great that if we have, like, a black Republican as the face of a party because it'll, like, show people how not racist we are. Like, you think that's going to work on them? Where have you been for the last 20 years? They're not going to not call him a white supremacist just because he's black. Yeah, but Tim Scott. I like Tim Scott. I'm not.
3: Tim Scott has had he grew up in the south mm-hmm. he has had beginnings It's not as if you know he he grew up in the upper West side and immediately went to Columbia and then Yale. This guy has had humble beginnings right, which for South Carolinians I don't know how he did I should have looked mm-hmm. um but this guy's got legitimacy oh. the republicans if you are. Republicans would have to have Democrats don't somehow like Obama was given the a whole uh, you know the the allotment of the typical experience of uh, of a black person growing up in the in the United States where Ob- Obama had a very t- atypical upbringing
2: right I mean Clarence Thomas too had a much more humble beginning than like Obama did or any of those people like I mean English wasn't even Clarence Thomas's first language He grew up speaking Gullah, which is like a Creole dialect.
1: And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He He doesn't doesn't understand the systemic uh, racism. Right. And that's why Uh they're Republicans. Yeah.
2: What an insane assertion. (laughs)
3: <laughs> he doesn't get it. The experience. He doesn't
2: know about systemic racism. Who blew
3: up, grew up in Jim Crow South, Clarence Thomas. He doesn't understand it. I do. I do. You know, I've been between Midtown and Seventy Second Street, so I know systemic racism. <laughs> with, uh, woo. The, it, by the way, every time somebody says this, or somebody like her says this about Tim Scott, that is uh, earned media for Tim Scott.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, but fundamentally tim scott's running for vice president can we agree on that
3: well i I would think so but you never know i mean first of all if if he can nikki haley is like low on cash i think right now so if he's mr south carolina i
2: can't imagine why who would give nikki haley money in this race when she can't crack five percent i don't like whatever i yeah it's insane world. but but like i I find this so interesting though because like imagine I just I want to be inside all these people's heads because pretty much every like recent senator or governor thinks about running for president. Pretty much, I think. <laughs> do, you know what?
3: Uh, do you know who? I'm surprised you didn't hear any whisperings about was Charlie Parker.
2: Charlie Baker. Well, did you see the polling with him for Senate in Massachusetts? No. Somebody polled him running against Liz Warren for Senate. So she's up in 2024 and he like creams her. Really? Yeah. In the polling for that. So a bunch of people got all excited about that. I don't think he would do it. I also think that part of his success and why people like him in the state is he's stayed away from national issues. And if you run for Senate, it's harder Um. to do that because people are going to ask you. Donald Trump's elected again. He How are you going to vote
3: every time Trump was in town? In Pence, and he he hit. Trump I know,
2: but run. is he going to do that in D.C. if Trump's president again? No, like, I mean, because Romney was a governor in Massachusetts too, and he's in the Senate, and like, yeah, he does vote for some stuff like the bipartisan infrastructure bill or whatever, but he, but for the most part, he's a Republican in the Senate. And for the most mm. part, when you send Republicans to the Senate, they're Republicans in the Senate.
3: Yeah, but he was also you Black know. Lives Matter in the streets.
2: <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I and mean, so was Charlie, though. So, so I mean, I do think it would be interesting. I is Liz more, and I don't know. I think he, I think he'd be disappointing to conservatives in Washington too. Well, I,
3: what if the national dialogue could actually be in the media? We need the media's help for this that age needs to be replaced by youth.
2: Yeah, the fresh face. It could catch faith. fire. Although, you know? I mean, he's not that young either. He's
3: Yeah, but he's not... He's he's
2: not 80. Liz Warren, yeah. it seems more... He does seem more like, vital than she yeah, does. Yeah, but
3: he's like, he's actually... He's and she's like pretty a
2: extreme. So if it's like the moderates versus the extremes, mm-hmm. then like then that's good for him too, I guess. So yeah, so that's that poll was out there. A bunch of people are... All excited about that, and would love that. I, I mean, I think it's interesting. I don't quite know what to make of it if he's not actually running. I don't know. No, I love Andrew Lelling as like the establishment.
3: What's he doing?
2: I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I want him some money right now. Speaking of um Republican senators from Massachusetts, currently from New Hampshire, Scott Brown supposedly mulling a Senate run again in New Hampshire. Well, you were
3: reaching out. What's going on? Oh, I
2: do have to reach out to him. That's right. So he's holding lunches. Backyard barbecues with presidential candidates. So Nikki Haley's going to be at his house in Rye tomorrow. We
3: should do. Uh, we do should shows be, up We there. should
2: try and get to do shows from his place up there. That'd be really fun.
3: Yeah, we could it's put close it to-, to us oh, yeah. too. We could put it together. It, the, here's my thing. Um, um, FYI, the, the DeSantis Musk thing is tomorrow at six p.m. Do we like bob in and out to that? Do we take it live? Do we? What do we do?
2: Oh, uh, well, everybody will be watching that. First of all, yes. Uh, we're going to be at the Lego Discovery Center oh, that's tomorrow.
3: right. Uh-oh. So,
2: <laughs> I think we'll do the show after the Ron DeSantis thing. When's that? Well, the Ron DeSantis thing is at six, When's right?
3: the Lego in- Legos end?
2: Um. It's four to seven, it right? It starts at four, but I think it's a pup thing. So, we're going to try You're and get poppin'? there close to the beginning of it. And come back. And then come back up here. Yeah. Yeah. So...
3: So Wednesday okay, so we'll grab them from nature school and we're gonna write down? Yeah. Okay, hopefully they don't get muddy.
2: Um Yeah, so that that's the plan tomorrow. So we'll do the show after the Ron DeSantis thing tomorrow, which'll be good because there's probably not gonna be a lot of new live shows talking about it tomorrow night.
3: Right, we can listen on the way back.
2: Um yeah, so that's exciting, the Ron DeSantis announcement. So other people that so people are polling Charlie Baker for Senate. Scott Brown's hinting he might make a run for the Senate in New Hampshire again. Uh, Chris Sinunu is probably going to get into the presidential race. Chris Christie is probably going to get into the presidential Mm -hmm. race. Glenn Youngkin had said he wasn't, and now he might. stay
3: off. Stay out of it, Glenn.
2: (laughs) Stay in Virginia where you belong. But you know what's Um,
3: interesting? Most of the analysis that I've seen, heard, and read... mm -hmm. And I just got done watching The Sopranos, which I can't believe. Uh, I didn't like the that last season. You didn't like that.
2: I didn't like the, the whole undoing last
3: of everything. Everybody gets killed, and isn't fighting. that the point? <laughs> the
2: Shakespearean that's the, tragedy of everything unraveling and falling the point. apart, right? But
3: but it reminds me, it's, I can't believe how long ago that was that that I was watching. Because when did
2: that show end? Like two thousand five. Well, remember
3: be, remember that Hillary's campaign announcement was a takeoff on that scene in the diner with Bill Clinton.
2: Oh, I don't remember that.
3: You don't remember that? Because it it just happened.
2: Oh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. I should, but I don't. I told you it's weird because I watched a bunch of that show. Not all of it and not all in order, but like you've been rewatching it and I don't remember like anything. It's all gone. It's all like my brain has been like taken over by kid stuff and I've lost a bunch of things, but that's fine. Um, Who else? Glenn Youngkin is probably going to get in. Uh, on the Democrat side, Ro Khanna is look, keeps on, looking like... Okay, are you doing row? No. What are you doing?
3: Oh. Here's Hillary walking to the diner. This is current, <laughs> right? Contemporary? Hillary's sitting in her booth. Be looking at her menu. Same diner, you know? Mm-hmm. This is This is put up 15 years ago by Patrick Ruffini. <laughs> Here comes Bill, walking in. Looking good.
2: Yeah, he's aged a lot since then.
3: Yeah. Anything look good?
0: We have some great choices.
3: He's already good at this and she's I
0: stiff. ordered for the table.
3: Carrot sticks for him.
1: No onion rings. I'm looking out for you.
3: He's a good actor. I like him. I'm, I'm, I'm in on Bill Clinton.
2: Everyone likes Bill Clinton. Oh, That's not everybody. Tr- well, but uh, that's a tragedy of uh, Hillary, right, is that she is just not good at this
3: she everything she does she does in a way that makes people hate her
2: <laughs> i know she can't even get be sympathetic getting cheated on like
3: well she has no
2: like she can't,
3: she's got a charm she makes, but it's just you, you don't yeah i haven't seen it since 95 so, but yeah so, it's there.
2: so i don't know um
3: So Donald Trump says, when Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects, (laughs) he packed so much hate in one tweet, whether it's electric cars (laughs) that don't drive long enough, driverless cars that crash or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless. And telling me how he was a big Trump fan and Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he would have done it. Hmm. I got to admit...
2: Trump is funny.
3: He is funny. He's an a hole, but he's he's absolutely funny. <laughs> um, Rocket ships so, to nowhere. Oh,
2: so Hillary said that she thinks Biden's too old, or like hinted at it anyway.
3: You know, um, and this is what we saw with this tweet. And Ro
2: Khanna is planning on, or looks like yeah. he's planning on potentially getting. Yeah, he put out this them.
3: ad. It was a. Like- congressional ad but it seemed like a national ad and he does get a lot of like a lot of people a lot of republicans like him and he's like a reasonable guy on sundays a lot but let me just tell you that one of the the problem with trump not the problem with trump, the problem for other republicans
2: dealing with trump, trump. Mm-hmm. is
3: that trump says when elon musk came to the many mini- to the white house asking me for his help in as many as subsidized products with electric cars that don't drive along most driverless cars that crash or rocket ships to nowhere without which subsidies would be worthless telling me i was a big is the pro- the problem is, is that Trump, that truth, that tweet right there that he just said, mm-hmm. is precisely what was in his mind. And it's out there. And the his competitors are going to have teams of marketing experts go and craft their candidates' tweets. Right. There's not one of them that's... Got innately the ability to communicate like Trump does.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It, you know they're going to have to like fig- find ways to make all caps and ty- typos. It's going to cost them like eight hundred thousand dollars <laughs> per typo.
2: Important consultants explaining yes. to them how to seem relatable. Yes. How can I be more like Trump? So yeah it it is a it is an issue for the other candidates. Is nobody has that natural thing that he does. The problem with Trump, of course, is that you know you don't know Trump's great gift is also his great weakness which is that he puts out there exactly what's on his mind right. so if what's on his mind is uh, you buying NFTs of him so that he can make money then that's what you're going to get that day
4: right you it's know?
2: Like,
3: like, but, but but, you know once again if somebody else if the if his no, competition like, start, starts you know fading into oblivion their consultant are going to be like, "UM. Mr. DeSantis, we need to call somebody a horse face."
2: right, so I, I, yeah, it's, but it, and if you remember 2016, I feel like that never that never panned out for any other Republicans. Remember Marco Rubio tried to do that stuff for a while? Exactly. tried to like have say like rude lines about Trump the size of trump's hands or whatever
3: and then and then christy went in and
0: and murdered him so
2: but it was so crazy
0: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news
3: When wisdom Rubio people did are telling it. me that Christie's in there to just simply be an enforcer. To force kill him. people for exactly. Trump. Not but, or not or kill Trump too.
2: Maybe. Or keep Trump but, on
3: his on his heels.
2: Maybe, but I think um and Christie Christie was kind of almost trumpy before there was Trump in he these was. races where oh, um sorry one moment. Um you stay here okay. and talk about Christie.
3: Yes. Christie was indeed um one of those people who was, um, yeah, he was awesome. He was the first Trump. Well, Trump was the first Trump, but Christie was the first politician to do the thing where he'd lay into teachers, unions, people, etc. Is there somebody bleeding profusely in here? I heard Alice ask, is that ketchup to one of our kids? I assume somebody lost a tooth or has been stabbed by a sibling. No, it
2: was ketchup. Oh, it was. They, I fell for the oldest trick in the book. Oh, really? So, yeah. He had squirted a ketchup packet all over his little eyeball.
3: Sick people. <laughs> <You've got laughs> sick kids.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I thought that somebody was gravely injured, but no, everyone's totally fine. Not this fine. time. Not this time. Everything's fine. Everybody's safe. <sighs> um,.
3: So, yeah, so Christy, you were talking about, he was the original Trumpy guy. And
2: and I think one of the reasons he's effective at that, whereas a lot of people aren't, is that with him, it doesn't come from a consultant place. He also lashes out at people in anger and, Mm -hmm. like, will attack people colorfully.
3: Yeah, it always has been. It's been Um, wonderful.
2: So, which, you know, and he has that. And somebody like Marco Rubio just is not credible if he tries to act like that. So,. It were, you know, anybody who's going to try and be in this race is going to have to try and carve out a space for themselves where they're not going to, where they can't. They, you're not going to out Trump, Trump. You can only right. be who you are.
3: But you can call him old, and keep oh, calling yeah. him old, and that's the best play you've got. That's it. Although he doesn't act old, he acts nuts, but doesn't act old.
2: Yeah. No. I mean, I think. But I I think that you can make the case that he's the past that he's living in the past. And That is and with the twenty twenty election. Yes, yes. And you know, and that he's um, he was wrong on a lot of COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ron DeSantis can make that case better than anybody else can.
3: The, 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 my my worry about this is when you mm-hmm. say he's wrong on the COVID stuff, or you, you can also hit him with. Uh, GDP for that year you could also hit him with I mean I don't you, think you hit him with but 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 if you make him it was obvious to most people that Trump didn't want to have the country shut down that he had this twerp next to him and he said this must be the guy who knows about this stuff and he deferred and right I'm if, but you, the point if you is he get did. Trump in ways that people that Republicans are going to find bush league you know, mm-hmm. or because you're know, this is a guy who had the, a fake Russia investigation in, in his own government after him. I'm I'm afraid that you can mint more Trump supporters if you go low on this guy. In no, ways I mean, offensive. I don't think
2: you go low. But the truth is that he was calling up Brian Kemp mm-hmm. and he was publicly criticizing Kemp and DeSantis and others for opening things in their states. He was he was. When those people and I, I think there was, I think there was a case to be made initially for some of the initial shutdown stuff. Briefly, at the very beginning, when there were no masks and everything was up in the air, and it was. Running roughshod through like New York City and a bunch of nursing homes and stuff like you just didn't know what the deal was and we didn't have equipment that hospitals needed and stuff. Right. So I think like two weeks actually could have potentially been reasonable. But there were governors that saw before Trump did that this could not be forever, that this was not going to work for any longer and that they had to get their states reopened and Trump did get there too eventually, mm-hmm. but he was behind them on it. And mm-hmm. when they were reopening, he was standing with Fauci and criticizing them for doing it. And that's the truth. And it's not low to go there. It's some stuff is low. But like I think I think criticizing like Biden does Trump for the GDP that year or for like government spending that year is ridiculous. Or, or unemployment. Yeah, or unemployment. Things like that. I mean, that's stupid, right? But and that is low and that's a, a, an unfair shot right because that would have happened under any president um but i think that i think that saying that which is true that there were governors that reopened under direct pressure from trump not to and that you know trump was the last one to do that basically uh of the people running for president that that's I mean, I think that's a totally fair shot. Yeah. And I think Trump pushing vaccines after a point when we knew that they were not useful for everybody they were being pushed for is also a fair shot. Like boosters for college kids and and the mandates and all this stuff.
3: Which which he didn't
2: do, but I think that... I think that he could have spoken out more against like the vaccine mandate stuff in which right. I mean, everyone pushed the vaccine at first. So once again, it's like, yes, Ron DeSantis did shut down his state. Yes. He took the vaccine. But I think when it comes down to it, it's like who had the more reasonable position first, right? Like, right. And who saw the writing on the wall for these things earlier.
3: And Trump is going after DeSantis and he will go after DeSantis about things, life in Florida, you know, there being a lot of problems with Florida. But meanwhile, Trump moved his primary residence down there. So mm-hmm. can't be that bad. I just think DeSantis and the Republicans need to make sure that they don't use any line of attack that Democrats have been using.
2: Yeah, I think that that's true.
3: Because that's, that's it. People, you, you will seem totally corrupted if that's something that they do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think that that's... Um that that's true but desantis is one of the people who can actually um attack trump from the right um and not just on like these social issues another issue that i think it's really that makes some of the big establishment banker types nervous um that i think desantis is actually really good on is the uh that wasn't somebody knocking at our door was it
3: guys is that somebody knocking at our door Do I want me to go look? You can go
2: look. look I have some stuff to say. Okay. Um, one of the issues that Desantis is actually really good on is the um, the school stuff, the critical race theory, the pushing LGBT stuff on kids in schools, and it's an issue where he's been right, and the people who say he's too extreme or whatever have been wrong. So, and like the left just pushes and pushes this stuff, and like always goes further than than you think they're going to go so you know it's interesting so basically we had lined up to talk about the other day and then i think we didn't end up doing it um about the la dodgers because the la dodgers for their pride night we're going to have the sisters of perpetual indulgence this group of um drag queens who for charity i guess uh dress up as um slutty Catholic nuns um, which obviously is no matter how much money they raise for charity hugely offensive to Catholics and any other uh, religion where you know people have a practicing monastic tradition for women Um, but you know the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence do this stuff and and it's people complain to the Dodgers that this was offensive to them and the Dodgers cancelled the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence from their pride night but then Yesterday, they came out with a statement where they're bringing them back because the LGBTQ plus community complained enough. So now they're allowed to be offensive to Catholics at the L.A. Dodgers Pride Night because they decided that actually being inclusive means you're allowed to offend certain people, just not others. So so there you go. So, I mean, this is the type of stuff where, like, for a long, long time, establishment Republicans have acted like, like. This is the 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 social conservatives on the gay stuff is, you know, some crazy extreme position or something. Right. And they act like Ron DeSantis is doing something crazy by, like, not allowing these books in schools or whatever. But like the left has pushed this so far into such an extreme place with what they do around kids that like I think Ron DeSantis is being proved so, so, so right on this issue. And it is a space where like uh, Trump people are attacking him from the left mm-hmm. on a bunch of the gay stuff. And like, I think that's a good place for Ron DeSantis to be actually.
3: It yeah, totally right.
2: is for Trump to be allied with Wall Street in telling Ron DeSantis to leave Disney and Bud Light alone and to uh, be more pro-gay. You know, I, th- I think that that's actually like a good spot for him to be in the Republican primary. I wanted to read you something quickly. I know we're low on time, but um, because of the book banning thing. I did want to first of all, there was a really disturbing profile of um Jeffrey Marsh in Rolling Stone. Whoa, who really which drastic. if you don't remember, that's the TikToker, the really, really creepy uh trans tic- <laughs> TikToker. Like he looks like he eats children. Yeah. Um but anyway, if you don't have huge red flags for Jeffrey Marsh, then like some you've your like we your creep detector is way broken. Um, you know, like Sam Brinton where, like, if you hire Sam Brinton and you don't feel that something's off, you've, like, on yeah. purpose turned off some part of you that Correct. looks for danger. Um, but anyway, I wanted to uh, read you this thing from... This is f- from an NBC article um, by a man named Kyle Lukoff. Or maybe a woman who now goes by Kyle Lukoff. I can't really tell. But anyway, whatever. This is a an author that Ron DeSantis has banned. Mm -hmm. and he writes this thing for MSNBC um, about how terrible it is that he keeps getting asked to talk about banned books because he just wants to talk about his love of children's literature. Um, He writes, I would love to just talk about picture books. Writing them has been my job for the past several years, and a general appreciation for a cute story has turned into a deep awe for the art form. But in part because my early reader, Call Me Max, an anodyne story about a young trans boy was displayed on stage with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis when he signed the so-called Don't Say Gay Bill into law. Mm-hmm. More often than not, these days, I'm asked to speak about book bans. Do you know what anodyne means?
3: Yeah, it means uh, benign, harmless.
2: Yeah, the actual, like, definition that I looked up says not likely to prov- promo- eh, not likely to provoke dissent or offense. Right. So the early reader book about the trans kid, would you say that's anodyne?
3: I would not say that that's anodyne. I
2: would say that it being about a young trans kid, just the phrase "young trans kid" is not anodyne because a lot of people don't think very young children can make a determination about their gender. Many people would say there's
3: no such thing as a young trans
2: kid. Um. More often than not, I'm asked to speak about book bans, understandably so, blah, blah, blah. He says, he's as a former school librarian, as the first trans person to win a Newbery Honor and the recipient of two Stonewall Book Awards, I repeatedly receive invitations to speak on panels or talk to journalists. They tell me I'm the perfect person to lend my perspective on this dire issue. Picture books, no less than other kinds of literature, lend themselves to a lifetime of study. I'd rather give a talk similar to the keynote I once delivered that looked at the runaway bunny as a metaphor for trans identities. I'd rather be interpolating the Frog and Toad stories with details I gleaned about Arnold Lobel's life. Arnold Lobel, by the way, came out to his family as gay shortly after um, Frog and Toad was published, so... Does it seem like he doesn't want to talk about book bans or does it seem like he and he just wants to talk about children's books in general? Or does it seem like there's a particular aspect of children's literature that he seems extremely calibrated in in
3: a particular direction? Correct.
2: Uh, But most often I'm asked to address what does it feel like to get a book banned or why do they want to ban your books? If you're detecting a hint of weariness in my tone, it can't be helped in the past two years, I've published two novels, a series of early chapter books, a nonfiction picture book biography, and my first book for the youngest of audiences. The early chapter books weave interesting facts about ocean life with the adventures of a mermaid and her octo kid friend. Did you know that octopus arms can have independent personalities? That was a fun story, right? The book I wrote for babies uses a devilishly complex rhyme scheme that I came up with myself. (laughs) In 126 words, I tell a story about a baby's day from waking up to falling asleep. The nonfiction picture book was my first collaboration. I worked with young transgender activist Gavin Grimm to translate his story for readers. We centered it on an important question. What are some of the choices kids get to make?
3: Okay, this guy's obviously a psycho. So
2: yeah. So doesn't don't and doesn't every like profile like this that people write about how mean Ron Santos is to ban their books just like this should go right in the Ron Santos so campaign. So happy to do
3: kids transy stuff though. It makes me happy. It's like I've written so
2: many books for little tiny children about how to be trans, and people for some reason people want to ban my books. It's I'm shocking. S- I'm centering them. It's astonishing. Um. So okay, okay. yeah. So that's, I think that's good for Ron DeSantis, that they're doing this stuff.
3: Yes. Um, Uh, Two pieces of business. Okay. One is, uh, Tommy New Hampshire, I need this help here. I opened the speak pipe page. I had to restart again today. Okay. And the tab was all the way down on the left. I expected it to be more in the middle. (laughs) <laughs> but it what? wasn't it was all the way down on the left and then just a few minutes ago i looked and the tab has now moved eight tabs <laughs> towards the middle i don't do know do tabs what migrate means. on their own
2: i don't know what that means
3: so that's one thing number two mm-hmm. the thing i'm going to be watching is and we're going to be watching there's three parts of this is woodstock 99 called train wreck have you heard this is it, apparently it's a, it's a very good documentary a la the fire festival so oh. woodstock 99 and we may watch the first one tonight Uh, Now, what is the hot sauce, Alice?
2: The hot sauce is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat where you can leave messages and we will play them on the show.
4: Here's a quick question for Alice. Yes. Alice, do you think that maybe Pontius Pilate was a germaphobe and they just brought Jesus into the room when he was having one of his episodes and he was trying to scrub his hands clean? Did anybody ever think of that? I mean, that whole biblical story could be totally wrong.
3: I know not the reference. Alice?
2: Um, It's referring to the scene in which they bring Jesus to Pontius Pilate and um, the uh, temple priests are asking him to crucify Jesus. And Pontius Pilate doesn't want to because his wife had a dream saying, don't have anything to do with this. Um, and warned him, like, don't be a part of this thing. And he uh, says, he washes his, he symbolically washes his hands of the whole thing. He brings out, has water brought to him and washes his hands and says, oh. I, I don't want any part of this. I'm washing my hands of all this. And, and then the crowd yells out, no, his blood be on us and our children, which is what Mel Gibson got in trouble of for putting in his movie because a lot of people feel that that line is anti-Semitic. Really? Yeah. That's Well, because people said that's like why people do the like, well, the Jews killed Jesus sort of thing, because mm-hmm. like that, that's in there. And that was in a lot of particularly like medieval passion play things. But I mean, I think Christianity is pretty clear that there's not like that we don't hold Jewish people today responsible for the death of Jesus. like That's not actually a Christian position. Interestingly, there's a really... This is what actually, kind of guy was Pilate? Pilate?
3: Yeah.
2: Uh he was a well, he was the um
3: The governor, I know. But what kind of guy was he?
2: Uh he was a very tough, very harsh guy oh, was with he a, a very brutal Yeah, the all the Romans were brutal. The Romans were well, I mean but, but he was very he was very tough and harsh because you had to be or you would Get tough and harshed on, and he had a very difficult job because Judea was a notoriously difficult province with all kinds of rebellions, which is why they finally raised Jerusalem and destroyed the temple a few years after all this happened with Jesus in the sixties and
3: in the sixties
2: the eighty sixties like
3: yeah the actual there's no <laughs> nothing no,
2: no, yeah, no numbers before sixty um but uh and then he. According to tradition, was uh, called, he got in enough trouble because everybody who was in charge of Judea eventually got in trouble because it was a notoriously difficult province to deal with. Why was uh, that? Because the Jews were very rebellious. Hmm. Um, and he got called back to uh, Rome and beheaded, says tradition. And the way Romans beheaded people was um, they would use a leather thong and wrap it around the neck.
3: And just, like, saw away? Yeah. That seems prolonged and drawn out.
2: So, yeah, it apparently not, it did not feel good to be beheaded that way. But that's the tradition about Pilate. There is. Um,
3: was he Italian?
2: Um, I guess he was Roman. I don't know that much about his ethnic background. But, he, I mean, he was a Roman citizen, certainly, and you know, military leader. Um, his wife is considered a saint. Wow. She's believed to have converted after this because she did have a prophetic dream telling her, you know, that Jesus was a prophet and not to kill him. Um, and there's a pious tradition that's like, I mean, it's not like dogma of anybody, but that I love. pious like,
3: tradition mean?
2: Pious tradition means it's like a religious tradition that a lot of people hold, but it's not like... Mm-hmm. It's not like endorsed by the church as fact, right? But um, the pious tradition that I've read about his wife's dream is that, um, the dream is Pontius Pilate is the only person whose name is mentioned in the Nicene Creed besides Jesus, Mary, God. Mentioned where? In the Nicene Creed is know, the it's is. that's the formative statement of belief for Christians, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the Maker of Heaven and earth, and okay. of all things visible and invisible all right. uh, okay. and anyway, it's yeah uh but it I mean this was the formative statement like i every church believed this until probably the very late reformation it i mean that's the that's the standard it was from the Council of Nicaea is why it's called the Nicene Creed. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we
3: should, we should okay. move to the next.
2: no, but Holy so, but God. Christians say this, Cheswick, wait, can I, no, can I finish on, my thought on, on this? Because this is really hold important Hold on, to me. Dr.
3: Cheswick, I hope you appreciate that you've okay. gotten all sevens here on this slot machine <laughs> and the ROI on what you wanted. You wanted this. Here you
2: go. Don't get me started with things. So, but most Christians say the Nicene Creed in church, uh, you know, every sunday or like at least most services most traditional liturgical services that i'm aware of contain the nicene creed so at the nicene creed the statement of belief the dream that she had was that she was in all these rooms like going forward in time seeing all these people in strange clothes and strange places all saying her husband's name hmm. because everybody says in the creed he's the only name that's in the creed of somebody who's not jesus and mary right um that he was crucified for us under pontius Pilate and suffered and was buried and she just like kept hearing those words over and over in her dream like these huge rooms full of all these people crowds and crowds of people saying he was crucified for us under pontius Pilate and suffered and was buried he was crucified for us under pontius pilot okay, suffered s- and was buried thank you very much went, like over and over um, and like up, i think
3: that is, <laughs> that is a really good answer thank you very much god never ask another <sighs> biblical question dr cheswick
2: uh, Trish Church says that Pilate's wife was a saint because she tolerated his thievery at market Basket <laughs>
3: first of all, I am providing for my family that mm-hmm. is selfless in as as God produced and this is um this is Leviticus four as God produced baskets of fish and bottles of wine, Wow uh he yeah true god hath provided me market basket that is my market basket of fish which i then provide to thine family <laughs> what's that look like? i think you need hey to guys, go to more Steve church from
5: Gloucester. i got an experiment the... that i think you guys should share so from what i gather tom is not a fan a bit of bittersweet root Or the car charger scenario in the vehicle. Correct. So I'm wondering what would happen and what Tom's reaction would be if some bittersweet ended up in the car near the car chargers. Hmm, Alice, you may want to try that one out. I freaking hate bittersweet.
2: The only problem is if you put bittersweet in the car, it would probably like take root in the dashboard, and you would like never get rid of it. Your car would be buried under a pile of stuff. Bittersweet is amazing. Stroke. How?
3: Why did I learn like fractions in in elementary school? Why didn't I learn about bittersweet? <laughs> this stuff destroyed your I guess life. Guess you it's didn't ter-
2: go to an ag high school.
3: I should. Doesn't matter. I mean, does, you don't have to. We're not living in an ag house necessarily, are we? Kinda. Oh my god. How how long has this affliction been
2: with us? It's an invasive plant. It's
3: buffering, Doctor Cheswick. Let, let, this one's a buck twenty-one, so this is it needs to buffer, Doctor Cheswick.
2: <laughs> Why are you blaming Doctor Cheswick? He asked a great question earlier.
3: Hold well, on, I'm restarting the page. That Although
2: might- I didn't really address, I don't think he just had OCD. Pontius Pilate.
4: Hey kids, just wanted to. Um, respond about uh nuclear weapons being dropped on japan Mm -hmm. um what i would just like to note is that uh the japanese war in the pacific uh from 41 to 45 at least 19 million people who were non-combatants died in the pacific theater at the hands of the japanese Mm -hmm. and uh truman saw the bomb as just another bomb that would help end the war um And he had to drop two because the Japanese never would have believed that we had an arsenal of them if we had only dropped one. True. And I think, um, yeah, it was an awful thing.
2: It
4: it was terrible that it had to come down to that, but it did. And uh, thankfully, we haven't had any use for them since. Uh, Also, I wanted to touch on Mayor Pete. Mm -hmm. Doesn't the man of Mayor Pete's house make all the money? his situation too it's kind of interesting that he's casting aspersions and yet he's the breadwinner huh uh, I wonder how that works out in your Marxist, communist liberal yeah. whatever Yeah. I anyway think,
2: uh, talk soon white cis gay men have fallen a few notches on the victimhood totem pole for sure don't you think? Uh, yes What are you looking at? I'm looking at a letter from... uh, Are we done with messages?
3: Harry Truman, no. From August 9th, 1945. To Honorable Richard B. Russell, uh, Winder, Georgia. uh, Dear Dick, I read your telegram of August 7th with a lot of interest. I know that Japan is terribly cruel and uncivilized nation in warfare, but I can't bring myself to believe that because they are beasts, we should ourselves act in the same manner. For myself, I certainly regret the necessity of wiping out whole populations because of the pig-headedness of the leaders of a nation, and for your information, I am not going to do it unless it is absolutely necessary. It is my opinion that after the Russians enter into the war, the Japanese will very shortly fold up. My object is to save as many American lives as possible, but I also have a humane feeling for the women and children in Japan. There we go. Uh, Okay, but also I've heard Truman before say exploded people who questioned it saying you're you're sacrificing a generation of young men if we don't do it uh okay let's go last one
5: hey alice steve from Gloucester. how Hi you steve. doing i was wondering where you stood when it come to Pontius crushed pilot ice sorry where you stood when it come to crushed ice I, for one, will have a beverage... She's excited, just so you know. (laughs) Not not Bible-level excited, but... (laughs) I was wondering where you stood when it comes to crushed ice. I, for one, will have a beverage without ice if the option is cubed. However, if the (laughs) option is crushed ice, I don't mind putting that into my beverage. So, to me, there's a huge difference between cubed ice and crushed ice so i was wondering if you were feeling the same way when it came to ice
3: steve excellent promotion for uh, opportunity for us to do a little cross promotion with the all you can eat podcast thank you another one coming out tomorrow morning tomorrow
2: morning way. new all you can eat pod um, okay
3: ice queen take it away
2: i uh well it does solve one of my problems which is bumping into my teeth
3: hmm. yeah so how is but that I, so? Do you well, can you purse your lips maybe No, to keep, the
2: crushed ice just doesn't, doesn't like hurt as bump much. into me doesn't like an as, iceberg got me. Concussed. Right.
3: It's more anodyne.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. So um but it melts in your drink faster, doesn't it? That bothers. You. I don't like my drink to be watered down.
3: Some people's drinks uh evacuate quickly.
2: I had a large diet coke um <laughs> today. And I ordered it with no ice, and there was no ice in it. And I got so much Diet Coke, and it was great.
3: And because you did that, some dude had to hold that cup under the thing for a longer time, and you screwed everybody else in the drive-thru behind you.
2: No, I wasn't in the drive-thru. I was in my curbside pickup spot. So oh. not only did they have to stand at the machine with their hand under the Diet Coke thing for a long time, they had to carry it out to me in the car. Did Tommy
3: ever mention how my tabs
2: are moving? Um, I don't. He didn't mention how your tabs are moving. No, chaos. Okay, Reach he'll, out to him. Telling me my
3: cat has cancer or anything. You can just <laughs> break it to me that no, he hasn't.
2: Trish says she's a hundred percent team Alice on the ice. So thank you,
3: Trish. oh pl- Trish. That. Yes, this is this is it, because Trish is a one percent like you, Alice, another yacht bunny who walked around saying. Mom, it's totally on fire my my lips got bruised from ice concussion. <laughs> ice concussion this is something that that those of us who grew up in hard Scrabble environs mm-hmm. uh, don't have the luxury to worry about congratulations Alice Alice the Pontius pilot mm-hmm. of ice by the way mm-hmm. correct
2: thank you so much for listening everybody and for bearing with us yesterday we appreciate it
3: did you realize that bearing is B? E a r like the bear, yes. Like a and the animal, yes. So is it literally is the animal being invoked in that colloquialism?
2: No, bearing like carrying.
3: Oh, like bearing.
2: Like bearing arms or oh, bearing.
3: Yeah, I see. Thank you. So it's not a mm-hmm. furry animal at all.
2: No, it has nothing to do with okay. the furry.
3: Animal. You ever seen a bear? <laughs> Strong. Strong animals.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tom, I'm just trying to picture what you think the expression means bearing with us. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. burnbarrelpodcast.com, guys. Say
1: la vie.